Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We're back on a Monday night after the events of Halloween, and I hope everyone had a great Halloween day. Even though with everything that's been going on, it just felt like, I don't know, for some odd reason, the spirit wasn't as strong as I really hoped it would be. I mean, don't get me wrong, I did go with my girlfriend, I went out with my friends out, you know, the first day we went on a uh, little cruise up by a pier in New York, and... Let's just say I would call it a ghetto boat because the majority of people that was there, yeah, there was some singing and dancing and all that bullshit, but uh, a lot of weed smokers. Definitely a lot of weed smokers. And the very next day, we actually went on a little get-together at the Blaze, which was around Long Island. Uh, If you don't know what that is, it's basically this little event where they actually carve out pumpkins and they can carve out pumpkins and terms of anything that is seen, whether it's Jaws or a snake or, you know, the uh, Zodiac signs or anything along those lines. So that was pretty cool. The problem was, um, initially, I thought we were going to go to Sleepy Hollow because that would have been very cool. You know, you know Sleepy Hollow, the rise of the Headless Horseman. That's what I originally thought. But instead, it was all the way at Long Island, 50 bucks a ticket, and the walk around, if you go at it at your own pace, it's probably about a good 20, maybe 25 minutes tops. So that was kind of disappointing. But nevertheless, I did enjoy myself with my friends. I enjoyed myself with my angel, which by the way, I dressed up as Stitch and she dressed up as Angel. So that was pretty fun. It was pretty funny. And um, hopefully next year will be better. I have no idea what I'm going to be next year, but I don't know. It's still early. It's still early to think about. But nevertheless... Today on the episode of the podcast, we're just going to just talk. You know, whatever comes to my mind, whatever is going on in the news, nothing very structural, nothing straightforward. Just simple talk about what it is that's going on in my mind, what it is that I want, you know, in the near future, or just random shit. Just random shit. That's pretty much what it's going to be. Because there's not really anything much going on, you know, with the... well, the fact that we're just around a month away from Wonder Woman 1984, supposedly if it's going to be coming out still in theaters, or at least they're very hopeful, there's not really much anything going on. So, that's what this episode is going to be about. We're just going to talk. All that plus our supervillain quote of the day since we are on episode 76. Ooh, close to 100. I got I to gotta plan something big for 100. I got to plan something amazing for episode 100. Eh, it'll come in due time. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout-outs out of the way, shall we? And over the weekend, or I would say like around Friday-ish? I don't know when exactly, but over the weekend, Scarlett Johansson, that's right, our Black Widow, just announced that she and her new love of her life got married. I believe his name is Colin Joust? Joust? Just? 
Colin Jost. I'm going to call him Colin Jost. Colin Jost, congratulations to Miss Natasha Romanoff, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Joe, the Black Widow. Yeah, even though she's been married two previous times. The first one was Ryan Reynolds. And first of all, can we just accept the fact that there is a point in time where Deadpool and Black Widow got married? I just want to throw that out there real quick. And she married a second guy, but... You know, it happens, celebrity marriages, some last more than others, and they do what they want in their life, it is what it is. But the fact of the matter is, she's happy. And if she's happy, then we gotta be happy for her. So congratulations, Natasha Romanoff, I'm sorry, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost, you guys made your days together be happy, matrimony, whatever. Congratulations, as simple as that. <laughs> That's all we have for this shout Let's just talk. Let's dive into the episode of Just Talking. That starts right in a bit. I do what I always do in terms of every time before an episode comes through and before I start recording, I always try to figure what it is that I can talk about that is like engaging or something that I'm feeling very strongly about. And considering the fact that nothing much is going on, there was one piece of breaking news, which I don't even even consider as breaking news, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Apparently, Justice League, well... Let's face facts here. Warner Brothers or Warner Media has decided to take out the Justice League trailer from YouTube and has made it private because apparently there's some kind of issue going on behind the scenes with the music rights, the Hallelujah song. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with that, but it's been, it's now dived into the territory where they had no choice but to remove it for now. And I can understand some fans are freaking out, thinking, oh my god, if they got rid of this, then what are they going to do with the movie? What are they going to do with the project? Are we still going to get it? Listen, chill. Calm down. Just just calm down. They've already poured over $70 million into this project. That's a fact. With the reshoots, bringing in actors like Jared Leto, bringing in Joe Magniello, and hopefully I pronounced that name right. Bring in all these other people, and with the amount of editing and everything that it's going to take, I'm sure Warner Media had a valid reason in terms of taking down the trailer. If there is a music rights issue, which I don't even understand why they're talking about this now, because the trailer literally debuted on DC Fandom. When the fuck was that? August? September? No, it was around August. Like, yeah, it was definitely around August, and... We've been watching the trailer numerous times ever since then. I I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm sure it got probably well over 10 million views, 20 million views or something like that. And that's just me guessing. So I honestly don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I'm sure they'll get the rights fixed and they'll get that issue fixed before, you know, 
the trailer does come back on YouTube and any other streaming service that it comes back on. And if it does, then it's just going to have minor changes. You know, it's just going to have minor changes. It's probably going to have a different soundtrack. It's going to have different music. We're probably going to see a little bit more of other scenes that we have not been shown yet with Joss Sweden, but it's not something that I would really sweat about. So I just wanted to get that off the top of my chest. Or really, if for any reason anyone is like thinking, oh my God, something bad is going to happen, relax. Nothing bad is going to happen. In terms of something else that's going on in the news, which is really not anything, I saw a video. I saw a video of Charlie Cox, and he had this, you know, I wouldn't say lumberjack beard, but that's what I kind of thought when I saw him. He's just chilling, chilling on his couch, and he has a cup. But no, first he puts on his daredevil mask, and then he uh, he's drinking from a cup. And I believe it said on the cup, said, save daredevil. I think that's what it is, because it was very, very hard for me to see. Now, for those that do not remember or have forgotten... I think we're about a month away until Daredevil actually comes back into the rights of basically Marvel and the MCU. And at this point, I've spoke about this before, but I just want to bring it up again. At this point, it would be fucking awesome to have Charlie Cox in the Spider-Man 3 movie. Now, can you just imagine, for a quick second, can you just imagine of Peter Parker... Needing help from Doctor Strange and needing help from his friends and needing help from MJ and everybody else. And everyone knows who he is. And what happens if he gets caught for whatever reason? What happens if he gets caught and he comes across a particular lawyer from Hell's Kitchen, Matt Murdock? Holy shit. You know, the more that I think about it and with all of the... You know, the thoughts that I want this movie to have with the Spider-Verse and the big battle possibly against the Sinister Six. Put in Matt Murdock in there. Charlie Cox's performance was golden at the end of Daredevil Season 3. It would be, as I said, one of the biggest Spider-Man movies ever fucking made. And there's nothing wrong with it. But, we know there's a market out there. I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. I can only speculate. And at this point, I I just feel like Marvel needs to be in a predicament where they can just, they need to give us what we want. They, they, They need to give the fans what they want. And what they want, bring all of these characters together. Bring in Kingpin. Bring in Daredevil. Bring in... Fucking the Spider-Verse. Fucking bring in everybody. The Sinister Six, Electro, and Scorpion, and Vulture. Bring in Venom. Bring in everybody. Fuck it, man. Let this be the best Spider-Man movie that you can ever be. And for those people that think to themselves, well, it's actually too many characters. I mean, we're not going to focus on too many characters. Eh, well, you know, and I know, that it's all about the execution. It's all about the execution, and that's all there is to it, you know? Speaking of which, the actor that plays Ned in the movie, I forgot his name, Jacob something. I, Sorry if I uh, forgot his name, but Ned got the script, and of course he's posting it on social media. No, not the script itself, but he's posting himself, you know, he's he's so amazed and he's so in, in awe of what's going to happen in the script. 
it kind of makes me wonder every now and then when certain actors I know some actors get the full version of the script and some actors don't they only get their own dialogue or their own separate pieces so that way they won't know exactly what's going to happen in the movie it has to be very very hard for them to like like dying in terms of what is what they want to see and what they want to know is this going to happen is this not going to happen is anyone you know who's who's in the loop is does everyone know about it i can imagine the frustration that each actor had to go through while filming avengers endgame Considering the fact that that movie must have taken a long fucking time to make. Who was going to die? Who was going to come back? What was going to happen at the end? And there were certain actors that said that they had no fucking clue what was going to happen. I think only one. I think Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, he was the only one that's that read the entirety of the script. And he never spoke about it. He only spoke about it after the movie aired. So... I feel like that's very interesting to notice. But I have to imagine that if I was an actor and I would be working on a movie or a film or whatever and I desperately want to know but I just can't because I don't want to spoil myself, that has to be a hell of a mental challenge to go through. But some actors can do it. Some actors can do it, others can't. And all that matters is it's us, the fans, the audience. We're the ones that that demand, that we demand for these things to pop in front of us. And we're going to see. It is a very interesting thing to think about, though. It really is. What else can we talk about? I already said earlier, Wonder Woman 1984 hopefully will be making her big screen with her sequel in December. At this point, I'm just not even focused too much on what's going to happen in December anymore. I really I really am not. It's like the election tomorrow. I don't mean to turn this into political, but it's like you probably have a good idea in terms of who's going to win. And then you're not really surprised or you're thinking about the worst and you really don't care as much. I, it's probably a weird analogy for me to even think about. But basically what I'm trying to say is this. I can imagine that we hit, I'd say, the first week or the second week of December. And then they drop a big announcement. Wonder Woman 1984 was postponed again indefinitely. And you're like, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, what the fuck? What do we got to do to finally see the movie? Now, I understand some passionate fans that don't know anything about the movie industry. They say what they always want to say. Oh, why can't they just release it on Disney Plus or, you know, HBO Max or Amazon Prime or whatever the case may be? I have to reiterate, it doesn't work like that. They will not release big budgeted films on streaming services because they know that they will lose a shitload of money. It is why Black Widow and everything else has been postponed close to a year now. It's going to be a year before we see Black Widow. We'll be coming back out in May of 2021. So don't be surprised if you see Wonder Woman follow the same fucking thing, the same format. Unless movie theaters die completely, 
we have no choice but to wait. And it sucks. It sucks. As a fan, as someone that wants to see these films, it sucks that we have to wait continuously until people get it in their heads that if we want the movie theater to open, we got to take care of ourselves. You know, we can't be going around and spiking and fucking getting sick. You know, obviously we have we have to do the major procedures, social distancing and all that other bullshit. But even then, even then it's like fucking hell. When are we actually going to feel comfortable? Let's say they do open. Are we going to feel comfortable in terms of going to the theater? And then we do. And then all of a sudden, cases spike up dramatically. What's going to happen with the movie theater then? So, I know these are questions that will be taken into account when we, you know, cross that bridge. But it is something to think about. And I'm pretty sure they're going to encourage, encourage the shit out of people to wear the masks as best they can. Here's an interesting idea. And maybe maybe certain theaters can do this or are doing this now. Why not just have the um, plastic glass, you know, the, the border plastic stuff in between each seat? So it's like a cubicle. Or maybe that wouldn't work. Maybe that'll obstruct your vision a little bit. And it may not be big enough where people would have to come in and then come back out. It might be a little bit of a clusterfuck. Not to mention if people are claustrophobic and they don't want to feel like they're boxed in to see a movie theater in peace. I don't know. I feel like that's that has to be done with a few experimenting to see if that idea can really work. But... I don't know. That's just an idea. What else is going on since we're in November? Oh, yes, November. So we're about a good, what, 10 days away until Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the video game. Fuck yeah, I can't wait to fucking play it, man. I can't wait to fucking play it. I pre-ordered mine, so I'm going to be getting it for the PS4 since I'm in no rush to get the PS5. If you want to get it for the PS5, it's completely up to you. But I've been seeing a few trailers in terms of Spider-Man, you know, Miles Morales Spider-Man just swinging and he has his own way of swinging where he's like falling and he's doing the Into the Spider-Verse, you know, relaxing, putting his hand behind his head type thing. And his fighting styles is definitely very different from Peter Parker where he's more free-flowing and you can tell his skinny physique like he's long and lanky. But he's definitely an adversary to figure out in terms of fighting with. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to play with the Spider-Cat. That's number one. And I'm excited to see, you know, what other villains are going to show up. Now, I can imagine that there are going to be a few guesses. I can imagine there's going to be a particular, you know, formal villain that we all know and pretty much have seen from the movie and even reading from comic books. But I'm actually hoping that it's not too on the nose where we kind of know who it is already. If, if, if that makes any sense. I, I know I just sounded very vague right there, but basically what I'm trying to say is whoever the main villain is going to be, if it's so obvious... 
I'm hoping that they don't make the game where it's like, oh my god, who is the villain? Like, who can the villain, who can the villain be? They kind of did something similar to the first Spider-Man game with Dr. Octopus, where you know he eventually is going to get the four arms, so it's not really much of a surprise. But what the game did was actually pretty good was the fact that they built up to it. You know, we know he becomes Dr. Octopus, but we just don't know how. What led him into that? What led him into being this fucking maniac of a villain that we all come to love and respect and pretty much know throughout all of the history of comic books? So, if they can do the same thing in Spider-Man Miles Morales, then you got my vote. A++ or A, 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 A. There was something else that I wanted to bring up as well. A friend of mine uh, brought this up to me last night. He goes, Hey, Garcia, why don't you talk more about the drama? You know, I've been hearing a little bit about your podcast, and you don't really talk about the drama with um, Ray Fisher and the whole thing with Warner Brothers. And I looked at him and I'm like, Dude, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. More allegations is going to be showing up. More shit is going to be showing up. It's going to be a he said, she said thing. Who knows who's lying? Who knows who's telling the truth? Who knows if he's doing this for attention? Or who knows if he's even truthful in terms of what he's saying? And he just wants to throw Josh Sweden underneath the bus. Who, who, the fuck, who the fuck knows? Trust me. It's gotten to the point where this diva shit that he's doing is gotten a little bit way out of hand and now I'm so tuned out from it where I just don't care anymore which is why I barely speak about it on the show I'm speaking about it now because obviously that's what he said and he wanted me to bring it up so dude if you're listening that's the reason why I barely bring it up anymore because I just don't give a shit I really don't Ray Fisher can do whatever the fuck he wants Warner Media is still has him under contract and if there are some problems of what's going on behind the scenes, it's like I said before, get validation, get proof, get your reasoning together, get whatever you need to do to gather your shit together. If not, and it's just going to be, well, he told me to do this and he was very intoxicated or he was very, you know, toxic towards us and the co-workers, and, and they don't want to say anything because they're afraid of losing their jobs, but I'm not afraid to say something. I'm Ray Fisher, goddammit. That's my Ray Fisher. <laughs> as my as my Ray Fisher. That's, that's pretty much my Ray Fisher. Look, we don't know if he's lying. We don't know if he's telling the truth. You know, all we can do is wait for a court session, and whatever happens after that is whatever happens after. How you perceive him is completely up to your discretion. And I don't blame anybody for it. I really don't. Me? I don't give a flying fluke. I don't care. I don't care. He does whatever he wants. He's still getting paid. I'm, I'm sure he has that... He's an actor and he's probably one of the most biggest films of all time. He has that fuck you money. And I've said it many times before... Not on the show, but to other people. Certain celebrities, unless you have a mental problem or something's going on with your family, like something personal, and it might be an ignorant way for me to say this, but you really don't have anything to complain about. As I said, unless it's a 
physical problem or a mental problem or something that involves family, something that involves family, you really don't have anything to complain about. Do you remember it was around the beginning of the year where Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot, I'm sorry, Gal Gadot got all other celebrities singing Imagine and we're thinking to ourselves, we're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? What, what, the, what is this? And you're just looking at this and you just have no idea what to even... I was about to say what to even imagine. I was literally about to say that. Your mind is just out of blank where you're thinking to yourself, okay, clearly they're doing this for attention because I get it. They're not working as much. They are bored out of their fucking tears. They want some kind of reaction or they want the retweets or they want their views on YouTube. Brie Larson has her views on YouTube. They want something to do for attention. And I get it. I get it. Some people have egos. Some people are actors. Some people, a lot of them are actors. You know, it's, it's human nature. It's human nature for us to crave attention, for us to be noticed by other people. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just... I feel like it didn't serve any purpose doing that. And if she was doing that to like create awareness or making people smile, okay, well, you got us talking about it. So that's thumbs up to you. My niece says it. Super. Fucking super. Huh. What do they think of next? Please don't do another video like that. We just, it's just completely unnecessary. It really is. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Cummings Volume 2 Podcast. I know I ranted on and on about some unimportant shit, but hey, like I said, it's just talking. Just talking over the immediate things of what's going on in the world of comic book movies and shows. You know this better than anybody. And there was really nothing to talk about, so it was just whatever that came to my mind. But I really hope that you still enjoyed the content, and I really hope that you continue to support me. Some people actually have been asking me, actually, no, let me rephrase. A couple of people got mad at me because there are times that I record the podcast, right? And it gets very late for me to like upload it until the very next day because Stitcher like to be a little bit, they like to delay certain shows whenever they get recorded for some odd reason. And some people were like, hey, I didn't know that your previous episode was up. Why didn't you tell anybody? Well, here's the thing. I normally share the link on my Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm going to have more venues and more platforms to do that. But if you want to be one of the first ones to actually get the episode for, for whatever reason and don't want to wait for me to share the link, then do me a favor. Go on Spotify, go on Stitcher, subscribe slash follow. If you give me a follow, not only will it help me out greatly, but you will definitely get, you'll literally get a notification in terms of the episode finally being dropped in and you don't have to wait for me to share the link. So I implore you guys, continue to follow, continue to subscribe, continue to share, continue to tell everyone Every person you know about the comic book podcast, you know that I'm a real person. Obviously, I'm a realist. I speak from both sides of the coin. I try to incorporate tons of ideas from other people. It's what I do. And if you press that follow button on Spotify, 
you will instantly get the podcast episode instead of waiting for me to share it out. So there is that. That's the best way for you to know when I drop the episode. So like anything else, once again, follow, subscribe, share, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do and let's continue to share. Let's continue to tell the world that Outside the Commons Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. A little bit of a repeat. Before we end this night off, let's go into our super villain quote of the day. And this one is from that Two-Faced Lion Bastard Two-Face. Harvey Dent. Can we... Can we trust him? (laughs) If you know exactly what I'm talking about, you are devoted to comedy. Harvey Dent. Justice has two sides like this coin, innocent or guilty, one side clean, the other side scarred. And my reaction to that is this. Every choice or every decision, you know what, let me not beat around the bush here. Tomorrow's the election. And... I want to incorporate that quote with a little quote of my own. Whoever wins, we all lose. You flip a coin, one is scarred, one is normal. It's up to you to determine which is which. And at this point, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens after. So, please, if you're going to tune in tomorrow for the election results, no matter who wins... Please be civil, please be respectful, and you'll be cheering or you'll be crying. I will be like, all right, what's next? And that's all there is to it. Tune in Thursday night where we will talk more comic book news, comic book movie, comic book TV shows, or anything that's going on in the world of any of that content. And always remember, if you hear about it, and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through. Peace out.